Welcome to Slaying the Sale, a podcast full of practical real-life sales lessons that you wish you learned in business school. Your host, Kyle, is a two-time best-selling author, creator of the Slaymaker Method, and in each episode, he and his guests will be answering the tough questions around sales, lead generation, and all things business to help you transform your sales mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Kyle Slaymaker. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Slaying the Sale. I am your host, Kyle Slaymaker. Before we get to today's guest interview, and I promise you it is going to be a good one, um, I want to take some time out to personally thank each and every one of our listeners. Uh, The debut first interview with Miranda Jenkins ended up putting us way, 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 way up on the charts, uh, more so than we ever could have imagined. It got thousands upon thousands of downloads and listens, and it put us on the charts in both the United States and Canada, uh, top 300 in Canada, top 60 in, um, in the United States. So I've, i truly mean it guys. Thank you very, very much. And yes, Miranda will be back. I think she's going to end up being a recurring guest. Uh, but let's talk about today's guest. I'm very, very, very excited. And I will give you a very brief introduction to the one and only Victor Fernandez of Fernandez fit Victor. The floor is yours. Take it away. I appreciate you having me on the show, Kyle. Congrats as well on, on the great start to your podcast. I mean, that's a pretty big deal when you're talking about just a, just one full episode in. That's, 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 you know, and that's, pretty, that's pretty damn good. That really is. And uh, I strive to reach that point with mine, you know, so, uh, so you give me definite uh, motivation and inspiration to do that. Uh, for, the, for those of you out there who don't know me, my name is Victor Fernandez of Fernandez Fit LLC. And I, I like to call myself a late bloomer, not just in the fitness industry, but in life. Um, I'm 50 years old right now, going on 51, and I really believe that my life has just begun and that my best years are still ahead of me. Um, I got into the fitness industry very late in life, uh, 47 years old to be exact, after being a a sports journalist for 26 years, you know, and... uh, I loved every minute of it until I didn't, you know, and that, and that was the big thing for me, any field. And this is my second field of of business, certainly, but uh, I promised myself when I graduated from college, you know, back in way, way back in 1993, that, uh, you know, if, if it felt like a job, it was time to do something else, you know, and for the first 24, 25 years, I loved, I mean, think about it. I was watching sports, writing about it, two things I love, and I got paid for it. You know, you would think I was complaining about something when I really shouldn't have. But over that last year, year and a half, it really started to feel like I was just doing it to collect a paycheck. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I, I, you know, I was well into, you know, my own personal fitness journey, which started about in earnest about 12 years ago at 248.2 pounds. And I knew it down to the ounce and it's still forever seared into my mind you know, because that's when I knew I had hit absolute 100% rock bottom, you know, and I needed to do something about it, or let's face it, I wouldn't be around long enough to see my youngest son experience those milestone moments in his life. He had just, you know, he was a, he was a newborn back then. And Kyle, I know you can, you can relate to that with your kids and being the best version of yourself for your family, if for no other reason. And I was in that same boat, you know, and uh, I lost over 70 pounds, you know, so when I, when I talk to people about, 
into their health and fitness journeys, you know, they can understand and, and, and believe that I've seen it from both sides of the coin. You know, I've seen it from the depths that they, that they are currently in and also, you know, the, the, height, the, the euphoria, I don't know if it's quite the, quite the right word, but just the sheer happiness and the confidence that it instills in you when you achieve your goals and really the impact it makes on your life, you know, in so many ways that you don't even think of at the time. You know, so I opened my business. I've been in, in the fitness game now a little over three years, opened my business officially a little over a year ago. You know, and uh, working with, you know my, my, you know, my niche, if you will, my focus, my passion is, is family health, generational health. Because let's face it, Kyle, you know it. You know, it begins with us because if we don't do it, we're not setting the right example for those that we love the most in our lives. You know, so that's what gets me going every day. My family, your family, everyone's family out there, the families of the people that I work with, you know, those are the people that get me motivated each and every day to get up early and see what kind of a difference I can make in as many lives as possible. Man, you just blew through like five of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you've discovered being in the media game, I can talk, you know, so it's getting me to stop. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's the beautiful thing about podcasts. We can go as long as we want. So if anybody complains, they can just turn it off. That's um, true. It's, I mean, obviously we're going to touch on the sports journalism thing because that it's really interesting to me. I mean, for the outside looking in, um, I mean, you think of some cool jobs and I think that would come up for a lot of people, you know, men and women who are into sports. Um, and, and it's interesting that you decided to just, you know, walk away. Like you said, it, it once it became work, it's just stop being fun. So that's, that's interesting, but I'm going to press you. What's your, what's the coolest story you have when you were uh, from your sports journalism days? Ooh. Um, well, I mean, for me, I mean, I don't know how much of a hockey fan you are, but, uh, you know, I've been able to touch the Stanley cup, you know, that's, you know, something that I know it's probably, it's a, you know, it's against, you know, hockey voodoo or whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, to touch the Stanley cup, if you haven't actually won it, you know, but I bucked the odds and did it anyway, because I was able to actually uh, cover a couple of Stanley cups back in the mid nineties, uh, penguins and, and red wings for the, uh, you know, for the hockey fans out there that listen to your podcast, uh, you know, it's, I mean, that's, that to me was the coolest thing, because again, you're, you're meeting, you're at that crossroads where you're a professional and you're a fan. And when you see something as iconic as the Stanley cup, something, you know, you seems almost too, too good to be true. It doesn't seem real. Then all of a sudden it's standing right there in front of you and you're touching it. I think all professionalism went out the window that day and it's happened two or three times, <laughs> but certainly that first day it went completely out the window because, you know, it was, it was a childhood dream of mine to even be in the same room as the Stanley cup, much less win it. You know, so that, that was, you know, that was one hell of a moment for me. That's amazing. I, I have, <laughs> I have so many times where like, I, I've hung out with enough celebrities. Like I've been around people in various industries that like, you know, you know, not to gush, right? Or at least you, you try not to gush. Right? I, I've had, I've had moments, even as an adult where I'm just like, I meet somebody, I'm just like, Oh, this is amazing. This is the greatest time of my life. Right. So we've all been there. We've all been there, but that's, that's awesome. Touching the Stanley cup. I mean, I'm not a big hockey guy. Um, 
I'm more of a combat sports guy. I everybody knows me. I wear my heart on my sleeve for pro wrestling. I'm a huge, huge pro wrestling fan. Have been since wow, as long as I can remember. Some of my earliest memories are from watching pro wrestling. Um and I, I've had moments where I've met some of the pro wrestlers that I look up to and I'm just like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's the greatest day of my life. That's fantastic. Like I said, everything goes out the window and you just become that giddy fan. So that's awesome. Well, I know um, you and my you and my 11-year-old son would have a lot to talk about because he's a huge, huge pro wrestling fan. And I've had it, and you know, for me, I mean, it's the same basic idea. For me, a lot of it, a lot of the love I have for sports and sports journalism and what really drove me into it was the childhood dreams of, of accomplishing so many different things, whether I did them or not, you know, the dreams that you have as a kid and my, and my 11 year old's no different. And I'll share a quick story with you, him being a huge, huge pro wrestling fan. When we lived in Erie PA, I know you're in PA in Lancaster and we lived there for 15 years. And uh, I was, I had taken him with me to the a local gym that I belonged to. And he was in the, in the, in the kid's playroom, I was getting a workout in. And I looked across the way as I was just wrapping up my workout and I saw someone that looked familiar, but I couldn't place who it was. And it dawned on me who it was. It was at Baron Corbin, King Corbin or Happy Corbin, whatever Corbin his name is now. Yeah, and he was there. Wow. And it, dawned, it dawned on me that they had just done a pay-per-view in Pittsburgh and he was on the way to Buffalo for Monday Night Raw. So Erie was a you know, stop in between to get a quick workout in. And he was, I mean, I mean, all of, you know, when they say six, eight, well over 300 pounds, all of it, you know, it's, it's true. And he, but he was the nicest human being. I, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. I asked him if he'd be willing to meet my son and go back in the playroom, meet the kids. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's go hang out with the kids for a while. I mean, what you, and what you, so what you, you see the persona on TV and you're like complete polar opposite you know, of him as a human being, as a real, as a real guy, you know, and, uh, but it's, for me, it's moments like that when it involves my kids, all three of my boys yeah. have been involved in it in some way, shape or form. I think that's what really makes, you know, the first time I, I touched the Stanley cup, you know, it was by myself. The second time it was with one of my sons made it even better, you know, so because he could experience it with me. You know, so that, that to me is, you know, the connection that we have together. That's what makes sports special for me. That's that's so accurate. And, and just because I never pass an opportunity to tell my own stories. I know there's a big 80, 20 rule in podcasting, but you know what? I'm here to have fun, right? Absolutely. Um, so I've met so many pro wrestlers over the years from Sting to Jerry Lawler. I got to hear a great story from Jerry Lawler about when he was filming Man on the Moon with... Um, with Jim Carrey. And I got to hear all about the Andy Kaufman feud. I met all these people, right? And Philly, you know, Philadelphia is a big wrestling town, right? It's only an hour away from me. Um, but one of the coolest moments, um, and your son would probably recognize this name. I know I dropped like Jerry Lawler. and People are probably like, oh yeah, the good old days. Um, but I was working at a car dealership in Lancaster and I became friends with a guy at the the partner, the sister dealer, not really a sister, just one of the other brands uh, that the dealership was selling. Uh, his name was Jack. Uh, still a great friend of mine. I love the guy. Um, he Facebook requested me and I'm looking at his profile. I was like, I swear, this looks like him and, and this wrestler who is, his name's Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, this looks just like Adam Cole. I 
was like, and I know wrestling. I know wrestling. So I reached out. He's like, you know, Adam Cole, he's like, he's my roommate. He said, he said, he's been my best friend for years and years and years. I was like, oh, dude, that's awesome. He's like, oh, I didn't know you were a wrestling fan. So a few weeks later, he's like, hey, listen, we're throwing a party at the house. Adam's going to be there. A couple of the other wrestlers are going to be there. Why don't you, why don't you come by? And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I don't care what we're doing. We're going to this damn party. Right. So it was, it was a nineties themed party. So I threw up like an old macho man shirt and I walked in, I came down, I went downstairs into the basement. It's a nice little, little house in, up in Mannheim. Um, and like I saw him and he turned and saw my shirt and he just walked over to me and he goes, Hey, you want to go somewhere and talk wrestling? And I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Of course. What do you mean? Do I want to, I just looked at my wife. I was like, see you later. I'm out. Right. So I got to stand there, sit there and have a conversation about wrestling with Adam Cole, which was just huge to me. Cause that was before his WWE days. That was still when he was huge in Japan. He was ring of honor world champion. Um, and then it was even more funny because I'll never forget it. She's going to kill me for telling this story. So uh, my wife had to go to the bathroom. So she went up to the bathroom and I couldn't find her for a little bit. So I'm like walking through the house looking and I I look and there's Adam Cole standing outside of the bathroom door with like his hand on the doorknob. And I hear my wife's voice inside. He looks at me and he goes, I think she's stuck in the bathroom. We should have told her that this door gets stuck before she went in. (laughs) Right. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Let's let her out. Um, But yeah, it kind of led to, I I wouldn't say we we know each other very well. I mean, I've had a few other instances of hanging out with him. It took him to my favorite cigar lounge once um, and haven't seen him since his WWE AEW days, but it's, it's so cool. Like I I love hearing that you included your son in that. Like I can't, my son's starting to get into wrestling and and sport. He's a big Steelers fan. So that's good. Um, But I can't wait till we're at that moment where I can have those moments with him. Like you really share and enjoy them. So it's awesome. I love hearing that you, you, you really want to focus on the families. Why don't you tell me more about that? Absolutely. You know, I mean, obviously for me, it was for the law. I mean, I was, and I love my family to death. My mom and dad, my mom especially are, are just tremendous people, tremendous hardworking people. But one thing about our family, and I think it might be, you know, Western European families in, in general, at least from my experience, is that, you know, family always comes first. And no matter what you do right by your family, even if it means you have to sacrifice whatever it is you have to sacrifice. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, because I'm, I'm all for family. You know, the only, there, there aren't many things in life that set me off. Messing with my family is one of them, you know, and but I've, over time, I've realized that family, it can't necessarily come first. You have to come first because for you to be there for your family at your best, to do right by them, you have to do right by yourself first. And that was a lesson that took a long, long time for me to learn you know, because when I was at my heaviest, at that 248.2 pounds about a dozen years ago, you know, I was of that mindset that my life had to be put on the back burner for the betterment of my family, you know, for my wife, for my boys, you know, and, and I don't regret any of it. I would, you know, I would do it again, but I would do it in a better way, in a smarter way, because along the way, what happened was I wasn't doing right by them, even though I thought I was, you know, because 
I wasn't happy with myself. There were times when I was, you know, an absolute jerk. I was an absolute asshole, you know, to my family, to my wife, to my boys. Why? Because I was angry at myself. I was disappointed in myself because every time I looked in a mirror, I didn't like what I see. I hated what I saw, you know, because that wasn't me. I knew the real me was in there, but I had no idea where he was and how to get and how to bring him out, you know, and the, the deeper I fell into that hole, the more I came out, you know, again, I'm Portuguese, Western European, we can be a bit fiery, let's put it that way, you know, and it can come out the wrong way when if you, if you don't have it under control. And that, that happened to me for a long time. If my, I guarantee if my wife was, was sitting right next to me, you'd be looking at her and she'd be nodding in agreement the entire time. You know, and rightfully so, because I was an ass. You know, and once I, once I flipped the script and realized that in order to do right by them and be the man, the husband, the father I needed to be for them, I had to do right by me first. I had to make sure my life was in order before I could get my house in order. You know, and one, you couldn't have one without the other. And once I started losing weight, I lost over 70 pounds in a little over a year, about a year, about 14, 15 months, I'd say. You know, all of a sudden, the mindset started shifting. I say it all the time with my clients where we may call it physical fitness, but it's so much more mental and emotional. And we don't realize it until we're right in that moment. We say, damn, you know, look how much life has changed for me in ways I, I never even expected. I never thought when I started losing weight, even towards the end of you know, that 70 pound journey, I never thought about being a, a health and fitness coach. Never once crossed my mind. That wasn't a goal of mine. I wanted what everybody else wanted to be healthy, to lose weight, to build some muscle, you know, to not feel tired, you know, just getting out of bed in the morning. You know, I played rec league hockey back in those days, both when I was heavy and at my at my most fit. And it was night and day when I was at my heaviest one period of hockey, which lasted 10, 12 minutes. You would have thought I just climbed a mountain. I was completely spent. I didn't have anything left for the final two periods. But at my fittest, I was playing two games back to back in the night, six periods. You know, and I felt like I could play even longer. I mean, it was that night and day. But at the same time, I started realizing, damn, if I can accomplish this, what else can I accomplish? What more can I do for my life that's going to benefit me and my family? And then all of a sudden, it's like, I can do this. I can do that. I can do and all of a sudden, that confidence that was never there suddenly was coming out in ways I never imagined. I thought, you know what? You know, I never once thought of, I didn't think about leaving the, the sports journalism industry because I was afraid to. For, all, for quite a while, even though that last year and a half was really when I started really giving it serious thought and putting a plan into motion to make it happen. I, had, I hadn't felt happy with it for a few years prior to that. I just didn't have the confidence to do anything about it. You know, my mindset was, I need to keep working. You know, I need to keep earning a paycheck, you know, and do all that because that's what I needed to do. That's what I thought I needed to do for my family. That, that was being a man, you know. And at no point in time did I think, you know, being happy with who I was had anything to do with being a man. And once I realized that I could do for me while still doing right by my family, all of a sudden so many doors opened. And I started because I said, you know what? Well, if I'm going to change careers, I got to do something to change too. And that's when I started getting, you know, getting my certification, 
you know, and uh, as, as a health and fitness coach. And then we made the leap. We left Erie PA, moved to, moved to the beach, became beach people. We did things that, you know, I opened a business. You know, we did things as a family that we never would have had the confidence to do. I would have never had the confidence to do if I hadn't started taking control of my own life and seeing where it could take me and us from there. I, th I think that's really powerful. And I think it's also like, gives me the perfect segue to ask you a question. Um, yeah, I, usually uh, in these interviews, I've recorded a few of them now. I'll ask, you know, what's one piece of business advice you can give startups, entrepreneurs, whatever. Uh, but I think, well, I will ask you that at some point today. Um, a little bit of foreshadowing there. For, an like, I'll start formulating exactly. an answer in my head. Exactly. <laughs> for, the, for the audience, we like to do these very informal and just off the cuff. So which it's funny because as you were talking, I'm looking at that picture behind you of the, the, the sign in the beach. Mm -hmm. um, you got that from the exact same company I got mine from. And I have, <laughs> it's, it's hanging on my wall over here. I got it for mother's day for my wife, except it's a, it's the one that has the pier in the background. So I, I got a huge thing for mother's day. Um, and it's, it's almost that exact scene, except it's the one that has the pier in the background mm -hmm. and I've got my wife, my name, then our kids in chronological order. So it's, it, I saw it. I was like, what are the odds of that? So instead of asking you right now, the business advice you want to give to the crowd and the listeners, Victor, do you have an exercise for maybe our listeners that are trying to, to gain that confidence that are trying to, you know, convince themselves to make the leap, to make a change in their lives? Do you have a bit of advice? For me, and it's something to be honest that I still tackle and deal with on a daily basis. I don't, I mean, I know you've heard of imposter syndrome and, and I don't think it ever leaves us. And frankly, I don't know if I ever want it to leave me simply because it's a great way to check myself, you know, to make sure that I'm still on the path that I want to be on, that my mindset's still where it needs to be. You know, for me, it's always taking a step back to be able to take those two steps forward. It's getting out of your own head and getting out of your own way. Because ultimately, I, I'm one that, that in, at my worst, I'll overthink the hell out of just about anything. You know, I'll take the simplest task, the simplest goal I'm trying to accomplish, and I will, I will twist it up so much you know, that I won't know which end is up at that point. I won't even remember what I'm trying to accomplish and how I'm supposed to get there. So the best thing I can, I can advise anyone is to take that step back and just focus, all right, what is it that I'm trying to do here? You know, in its simplest form, at its most basic core, what am I trying to accomplish here? And focus on that. Because everything else around you at that point in time is taking away from what you're trying to accomplish. It's all that white noise, all that distraction that takes away from everything you, you want to accomplish. I know you're a big proponent of this, and I am as well, about time blocking, setting off that time on your calendar each and every day, non-negotiable. This is my time to do this. This is my time to do this. You know, and nothing else takes away from it. It took me a long time to get to that point. And that's where all that distraction and white noise would come into play because I wasn't never 100% focused on one task at hand for any period of time. So I have gotten to a point where it's like, all right, I've got these six things going. I need to focus on one of them to get it completed. Let me take a step back, eliminate those other five, figure out the one that's most important right now and focus on that for the next 
half hour, the next hour, and accomplish that. Once that's done, all right, move forward from that, move on to the next one. I mean, I had a conversation with someone earlier. You know, we always say, you know, life is easy. People make it hard. I take it one step further. Life is simple. People make it hard because we take something that's real simple at its core and blow it up into something huge. And next thing you know, it's something that's completely, un, you know, unmanageable at that point. You know, so, so that, that's what I would tell anyone and everyone out there to just, you know, take a step back, focus on what's right there in front of you, accomplish that and move on to the next. Next thing you know, it becomes habit forming just like anything else. I love it. I love it. Two peas in a pod, brother. Guaranteed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so two more questions before we wrap up here, Victor, it's been awesome having you on. Um, what is your favorite moment since you started coaching or your business? Wow. Okay. Um, there's been a ton, but I, there's one that always sticks out in my mind. Cause it's, it's not something that you hear or experience very often. It was pretty unique, at least for me. I have a client of mine who's to this day, still my longest, my longest uh, standing client. He's been with me now about three years now. And his biggest issue or his biggest obstacle, you know, the challenge he was facing was balance. He you know, deals with lower extremity issues. So balance is always, you know, a, a tough, you know, tough thing for him to, to deal with on a daily basis. And especially back then when we were first starting. And one day he came in, we, we work, we work together. We've worked together in person before he came into the gym, you know, and had this look on his face, like it was Christmas morning, you know, and, and ironically it was right around Christmas time. So I figured it was maybe something he got, you know, a gift he got or something he was so excited about. He's like, I got something to tell you. You know, literally like my little kid coming into the room, dad, I got something to tell you, you know? And I was like, all right, what's, what's going on? He's like, I slipped on a patch of black ice outside. And that's good. <laughs> he goes, no, no, no. It's what happened after that. I'm like, well, what happened? Nothing. I didn't fall. I didn't end up flat on my face or flat on my ass, all cut up and you know, beatered, you know, beaten, battered and bruised. I was able to catch myself and land on my feet. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And, and that's just, and that's just huge. You know, it's, it doesn't seem like much, but when you factor it into the bigger picture, what the goal is for him, which is oh, yeah. quality of life, that was huge. So that one always stands out in my head. That's fantastic. Well, you probably know what the last question is going to be since I foreshadowed it. <laughs> Victor, what advice do you have for people just starting out in, in their journey into business ownership or even that are in business right now? What do you got for them? Understand that you're a human being first and that you make mistakes and that you're not perfect. You're not infallible. You know, Everybody wants it to go exactly the way we envision it in our heads. We have this, they have this idea in our heads that we're opening a business or starting our health and fitness journey or whatever it is. This would apply to just about anything we want to pursue in life. And we think that it's always going according to a plan that we have in our head. And I always joke with people, you know, you want to hear God laugh, tell them what you have planned. You know, because it never goes that way. And oftentimes for a reason, because maybe it wasn't meant to go that way. Maybe it was meant to go differently. Maybe it was meant to go better, you know, and, 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 and take us to an even higher point than we ever imagined. So, you know, understand that you're going to make mistakes. Lord, you know, Lord knows I have made 
God knows how many mistakes. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I, don't, I couldn't even count that many mistakes that I've made with my business, but they're all learning moments. You know, they're all teaching moments to myself to say, all right, I did it this way. It didn't quite work out the way I wanted. Maybe I need to do it this way. But also expect to make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up over making those mistakes because that just takes away from the ultimate purpose, learning from that and being able to grow from that. You know, how many times have, have, have we said this? You know, we, there could be 100 things that happen to us, 99 of them good, one of them bad, which is the one we focus on always, the one that's bad. All, we're just wired that way. And if we realize that even if it were the other way around, one good thing and 99 bad things, understand that we're human beings and we make mistakes, learn from them, grow from them, forgive yourself and move forward because that's how you're gonna make true progress. That's how you're going to be successful. Because if you don't, what happens? You're gonna beat yourself up to the point where you quit. And that's the only way you can fail. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like I said, two peas in a pod. That's perfect. This is a good podcast, brother. All right, where can everybody find you? Because I'm sure they're gonna wanna to find you. Where where can they get a hold of you at? Absolutely. Well, all the social medias, or not all of them, but most of them anyway, the main ones, Facebook, it's uh, Victor Fernandez123. I know that's real creative name there. That's my personal page. I've got uh, Fernandez Fit LLC as my uh, Facebook business page, as well as uh, my Instagram page. Just look up Fit Family Foundations on YouTube. They have all these funky you know, names at the end. I'm, I'm not going to give you a bunch of letters and numbers, but uh, you know, Fit Family Foundations or my name on YouTube, I'm on there as well. Uh, I've got a, a, f- a free Facebook group, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families, which I know, Kyle, you are you are a proud member of. I appreciate yes, that part of, part of the part of the Fit Family. There, uh, I'm trying to. Oh, FernandezFit.com is my website, um, and my podcast, uh, Fit Family Foundations, which once again you have been on as well, and I definitely appreciate that. I know it was a well listened to uh, episode. Absolute. That's that's the best way to reach me. You know, so uh, shoot me an email, ocmdfernandezfit at gmail.com. So you got plenty of ways to come find me. Beautiful. Victor, thank you again for being on. It was a true pleasure and an honor. I'm glad we got to do it. For those of you listening, thank you for tuning in yet again. And I will see you next time. Remember, get out there and close that deal. Thanks for joining us this week on Slaying the Sale. If you're interested in knowing more about Kyle, make sure you head over to his website, theslaymakermethod.com, and pick up a copy of his best-selling books. Then head to Facebook to join his private group, Slaymaker Sales Mastery, to become the number one salesperson in your company. And until next time, remember to keep slaying the sale.